Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Star attraction, the one you came to see, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. Welcome to Kill Me Now. I just, today, I'm just going to preface today with some items. I've never said items here. Some <laughs> items. <laughs> What's on the agenda? Okay, here's the agenda today. First of all, I am getting off my Paxil. So I'm on five milligrams Ooh. now. What did you start with? I think I was on 30, then I went to 20, then I went to 10. Then they don't make seven and a halves. So, and you can't like cut a 10 <laughs> to seven and a half. Right. So I was on liquid oh, and I kept fucking yeah. spilling it all over the counter and it's $58. Mm. So I had a syringe and I put the liquid in my mouth. And okay. you're spilling it because why? Because you're shaking? Because I'm like, no, because I'm like, you've been to my kitchen. Oh, okay. That's I, why. I, I thought like, it was because you were it coming I take it and then up. I put the cap on. It's not on right. And then the whole <laughs> fucking thing falls all over the fucking place. $58. And then I started taking the syringe and trying to suck it up off the stove. Okay. 
So then I called the doctor. I'm like, listen, I've been on 7.5 for a while. Can we, you know, what should I do? I got to get, I can't do the liquid because it keeps fucking spilling. And it's 58 fucking dollars. So she's like, okay, why don't we go down to 0.5? I am so dizzy. Brain zaps. Um, And then I went to the doctor, the endocrinologist, and she's like, don't you know they call Paxil Paxon? Because I've gained so much weight. That's why I'm getting off of it. Because I gained weight and now I have sleep apnea. All right, whatever. So that's that. So to begin today with my kill me now moment, I this literally happened. So I had an audition before I got here. Now I'm late because of the audition. I didn't even go in until after this. Whatever. I go on the subway and I have like one of those things on your phone that you can put your fucking Metro card in or whatever. You, you know, like the pocket, you could stick it on. Yeah. And you can put in like your credit card or whatever. All right. Yeah, a little silicone. So I buy a monthly Metro card, which is like a hundred and something dollars. Okay. I swear to God, I go to the subway today. And I pull out my phone, and I take out my Metro card, I'm putting it in, I go, you know, this is what I'm thinking in my head. I love these little pocket things. I used to always look for my fucking Metro card, and now, you know, this was a really good thing. I literally remember thinking that. I'm walking, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I have that. I don't waste any time looking for a I fucking go to my audition, I'm leaving to go on the subway, the fucking Metro card's fucking gone! It's fucking gone! After I had that thought... This why? just happened to Hemda, too. But it's like, why did it fall out? It's sticky. It, I it, hate everyone. Why? It needs, yeah. a, it needs like a buckle on it or something. Okay, but I literally had that. Why do I have that thought of like, grateful, hashtag grateful, that I have the fucking pocket thing, and then I look, like, why? Because life is suffering. So now everyone I've talked to, I've spoken to today, with the security downstairs, they're like, hi, how's your day going? Shit, I lost my fucking monthly Metro card. I told someone on the subway, too. All right. Anyway, welcome to Kill Me Now. Yay. It's a very special episode, as I'm coming off my medication. I I am really (laughs) excited about our guest today. Me too. Because I've known her. Do you want me to say her? Sure. Whatever you prefer. Her is fine. Is your phone playing? What the fuck? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with <laughs> Anyway, I've known Lady Bunny since the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, Lady Bunny. Let's give it. <laughs> um, and it's like you have a special place in my heart because of all our community went through during that time in New York. And just wig stuff, like everything, like the culture uh, of our community. And you're my age. I mean, you're three months older and it's very obvious. Um, (laughs) It's like I have such a special place in my heart, you know? I love you. Thank you. Uh, And you're sick. I am sick today, but, you know, that was a wild time when Wigstock was happening because yeah. you know all the, the all the gays you know or a lot of them lived in the east or west village mm-hmm. and you know you could walk to the bars and then of course the AIDS crisis was starting what yeah the AIDS I never crisis heard of that like, yeah it was really happening sickening um the uh so you know everyone kind of you know there was an act up fight back thing going right. on and it really kind of you know in as much as it was a, a tragedy and we saw a lot of friends drop Right. It was. It also bound the community together. Oh, so. absolutely! I always say that, you know, to the young kids now. 
that we were so separate before, like the lesbians and the gays, the bisexuals, whatever. Um, but we, it's like we really became such a strong community after and during that period of time. And, and the culture, it was so, I think it was important to still have fun. You know what I mean? Like, and I think you were such a big part of that. You know what? We're not going to fucking crawl in a hole and all die. We're going to fight this and we're going to laugh and we're going to dance and well, I always thought that my role was to be that of the jester because right. I arrived here in, of you know, course. like at age 22. So I was not hip to politics right. or knowledgeable about, you know, and, 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 and I would do act up benefits. But right. I knew that I wasn't going to be the driving force between right. getting medications approved. Right. Or right. But I am a clown. So, right. you know, gathering everyone we always in the need park. The clowns. Well, Hello? especially in dark times. Yeah. Send them in. That's funny. Thanks. <laughs> oh God, Patrick's here. If I sing "Send in the Clowns," how much? How much is that, Patrick? By the way, let's welcome back Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Patrick is here. Seth's been here the past, you know, couple months because Patrick got mad at me. Um, <laughs> but we're happy to have Patrick back because Seth. Look, can we just talk about Seth for anno- how annoying wow, he is? What a dick, right? No, I love Seth, <laughs> but you know what, Patrick? I fu- you know. With the uh, new Seth time here, I do appreciate you more. Um, because... <laughs> he needs to be put on voice probation. Right. He does. He needs some a little voice probation. I'm not even going to say anything to that. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. And, I mean, I never get the numbers from him. Oh. He never sends, like, updates on any... Whatever. Anyway... <laughs> So let's start from the beginning because you have an interesting life. I mean, I find anyone who was brought up in the South who's gay, trans, bi, whatever. Like, I I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. It was bad enough. But the South is a whole other world to me. And I mean, did you see that video? Did you see the video on Twitter of the guy? Because today, by the way, we're recording the day that fucking pedophile is might win you know a senate yes. seat yep. and there was a guy did you see this on twitter no I'm gonna play it Okay. Um, who he his daughter committed suicide cause she was gay and he's such a <sighs> holy roller no he was where the fuck is it sorry people uh, um. and he he was um protesting um here it is here we go listen to this okay I'm, can i do, put this on the thing that's her right there judge roy moore called her a p-bird on one reason because she was gay this is his daughter if he called her a prevert he called your child a prevert if she was gay or your son was gay this is something people need to stop and think about you're supposed to uphold a constitution Constitution said all men are created equal. Well, how's my daughter a prevert just because she was gay? Does it mean she was born gay? I don't know the answer to that. But she was gay. There she is. Are you a man of faith? Am I a man of faith? Yes. I am. And Sharon Callahan is gone. Wow. (laughs) Okay, but he goes on and on. Wait. 
being out here tonight, what do you hope to accomplish? I don't know what I'll accomplish. I really don't. I had mixed emotions about coming, but somebody needs to speak up. And if it's all to no avail, so be it. It won't be the first time I've done something to no avail, okay? How far have you but my is sign it? there speaks for itself, and my sign is true. Sir? How far of a drive was this for you? It's, I'm only about 15 and 20 miles away. I was born here in Millen City. Sir, are you suggesting that the suicide of your daughter was because of... No, I'm not, like suggest that? I'm not suggesting that. I was anti-gay myself. I said bad things to my daughter myself, which I regret. But I can't take back what happened to my daughter. But stuff like saying my daughter's a pre-bird... Sure, I'm sure that bothered her. Now. Okay. So. I just said my daughter. He didn't call my daughter by name. Okay. All gay people are free birds. Abominations. That's not true. We don't need a person like that representing us in Washington. Okay, I mean that. Well, her death is not in vain. Th These are the guys that need may, to be speaking out. I mean, out. first of all, it makes me sad that his daughter's not here to see that. Um, she took one for the team, right? I mean, we. I the fact that I have it completely ignored since I've watched this a hundred times that he says prevert instead of pervert. That's amazing. I, that is really amazing. Um, but that's that's how you grew up. Is that is that what? No, that's not how I grew up because my my parents, you know, always had that thing. Like I would say, don't you, you know? I would watch TV shows right. where girls would snare husbands who were right. doctors or lawyers, and I would right. ask them, "Don't you want me to be a doctor right. or lawyer?" They'd say, "Not if we don't want." And now they say, "You really called our bluff," right? You know, <laughs> because you know, listen, the, my parents were kind of like the town liberals right. in Chattanooga. My dad was an anti-draft counselor in the Vietnam War. He was an advocate of public transportation right. to save on gas because of the gas right. shortage of the seventies and he's cheap. Where did uh, they where did first of all, what what do you feel when you when you hear, like see that? Well, I don't think that it's it, it may be worse in the South, but I don't right. think it's unique to the South. And um, I think it's that, why I got out of the South. Right. You know, I'm not, I mean I mean that's not the only reason right. because I I kind of somehow myself I found a way to get over on right. them, whether it was, you know, being an acknowledged sissy who wasn't good at sports, but somehow they did not think I was a prevert. Right. They didn't think that I was drooling while molesting right, kids. Right, right. They knew I was one of us, them, because I'd grown up with them. Right. And, you know, they may not have agreed with my dad's views, but I just, I, 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 I mean, I wanted to get out of there for a variety of reasons, but that was definitely one. You know, you know I mean, you walk down the street and that, that bottle comes flying at your head, right. you know, and, you know, before the AIDS struggle brought us together it was the struggle for you know legal protections right, right. so to someone at age 55 like me sometimes I read how many letters are in the LGBT right. oh my backslash God, you know, can I tell sometimes you something I, I just like, like there's a, wow that's a real luxury you right. know I'm not trying to poo poo anyone's identity because my own you is haven't so, seen uh, my bit I rolled my eyes because you both have the same joke. Well, a I, very you similar know, I ones have a that huge I love. bit in my act about the LGBTQ or XYZ community. And it's huge. It's, and it's so, I mean, it's controversial because like, I love the LGBT community. 
And I, you do too. I mean, we fought. We, we are out. We right. are yeah. But you know what? Sorry. We're not going to, you know, like, I'm this, so I want to be called. No. You know, you don't get to change the name. You know what I mean? It's just including it's, more it's people. It's not including. It, it's. I think it's, you know, this is what they call identity politics, you know? Totally. And and it it's sort of, you're like, I mean, you're alienating the people who want your you to live with dignity, you know? And who you want to accept you right. because you are defining things in such stringent right. terms. Right, right. I mean, I, listen, I'm a queen. Honey. In right. I, I don't jump out of my wig right. and become an alpha man, right. you know, with a gym body. Right. I am a queen. I'm a right. sissy. Right. You know, so it's like the the I am one of those non-binary right. genderqueer right. things. I, I am that. Right. You know, and, but I just we, don't feel the need that. to be precious. Right. I don't feel the need to right. be precious about it. And, and it's like I did some event in Chicago at their gay pride at the center. Mm-hmm. And the actually, I shouldn't even say the name of the city because I don't want to get anyone in trouble because no, this won't. is such a hot, you know, like, yeah. babe, but he confessed to me after seeing my show where I do a similar bit. He was like, We have changed the name on the plaque on the bathroom three no times way. this month. No I way. said, Call me ridiculous or old fashioned or, you know, but I would rather see that money go to AIDS victims or seniors right. with no meals or housing or whatever. It's this, you know, I feel like, I mean, this is, they, look, I didn't, we lived, I, all right, the Vietnam War, I remember them coming home. I remember watching TV and them coming home. Did I live through the Vietnam War? No, I was too young. I mean, I did, but, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was cognizant of what was going on. I do remember them coming home and how emotional it was. You know, these these millennials, if you will, have not really, I mean, Clinton, everyone had money. You know, Bush, horrible war, but really... Not, you know, 9-11 was horrible. We'll get to that. But I'm just saying the privilege that they lived with and grew up with. And it's like this sort of spoiled attitude. It's really off-putting because you... You, like you worked so hard. I worked so hard. We're activists. In our, in our bones, we are activists who want, you know, uh, wait, you know, they the other side is always like, you want more rights. Why should I give it? No, we want the same rights. No, we're not asking mm-hmm. for anything more. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I've had relatives like, why do you have to have a parade? Why do you have to have a fucking parade? Why do you have to have like, you know, St. Patrick's Day parade and this parade? Why can't I have a fucking parade? You know, right. Um, well, we need a parade because unlike straights, we're not the norm and right. we have to fight for our rights. But, but... Al- And also, it's the funnest fucking parade in the entire world. But it's just, it's really hard because you don't want to be Archie Bunker, but... Well, it's funny that you yeah. mentioned the economy because, right. um, you know, through Clinton and then Bush and then yeah. the recession kind of, you know set in and it hasn't really left which right. I think is maybe the reason the clubs died right. and people now sit scrolling all you need is an internet connection you don't have to put on a look and go out right, to clubs right, and so right. all the big clubs you know those giant tunnels it's so horrible. Play, they're dead you know so that was where we all I mean that's where it all that, well, that was where we found community so we weren't bickering online right but every the, 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 I wonder if the conditions to where we are you know, compartmentalizing, you know, oh, I put red mascara right. on one eyelash and right. a, a, a blue on the other and grew a beard. Therefore, right. today I am gender non-binary, right, whatever. Right. I don't, 
I, I don't want to frown on anyone's sexual expression. I've always, I mean, I've worn women's clothes to work for right. 30 years. You know, I, I don't want to frown. But, it's also but I, like- I wonder if it has something to do with the recession because it's like young people um, who I don't, I don't like their music. I don't like their oh, video games, yeah. you know, but I was Lady Bernie, uh, supporting Bernie Sanders in the primary. Right. And so I felt for them because their situation is this. Can't afford college, saddled with a lifetime of debt. And then if you get out, maybe you get a job at McDonald's. If there's not a clear cut path to success. But not all of them are like that. You know? No, 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 no. no. I course. also think that. There's but I wonder a- if that may, uh, makes them want to compartmentalize their gender because they, they, they're seeing climate change. They're seeing, you know, uh, you know, recession that never really right. ended. They're seeing Trump, you know. But and I wonder if they're they wanting saw- to, to compartmentalize what they can right. and micromanage what, what they can do. I mean, right. that's just a theory. It's it's a good one. I think it's valid. I think it's also that correct. that that we had a black president. That see, like they don't. I also don't think they know what that meant. That you know, and that that they had. We have we had a black like they don't get how fucking big that is. You know, it's just like gay marriage. I think that you know, like my kids. They're like, why, you know, they would ask me, well, I don't understand why you can't get married, you know. But when I think back to Edie Windsor and, and uh, Thea Spire, that in 1967, Thea uh, proposed to her, thinking in her head, this is a possibility. Like, I was five. I, there's no way I ever thought that would be a, that a gay person could get, you know what I mean? But they see all these possibilities. And now, I don't know. I just think it's sort of a spoiled. They don't have anything to compare it to. So right. like you were saying, um, both of you, uh, they were born into um, this kind of dystopian feeling type thing, being told that they can do whatever they want right. to do. And they're kind of jaded. And I find that they have no um, patience uh, because they don't have any. Well, they don't have patience because they, they, they fucking have a phone and they don't and know they what it's like to be precious. bored. That's the thing. You know, most most great work has was, you know, you were a kid when you're bored and you're like, what can I do? That's creativity. Yeah. No one's fucking bored anymore. And that's the problem. Yes. Well, there's an Simon assault Sinek. on our senses. Right. And, you know, I, 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 I look at people, you know, if you wonder why the clubs die, it's like, because even in the clubs, people right. are sitting there scrolling. scrolling and, and it's just like. They should have clubs where they take their fucking, your fucking phone. Actually, they do jam the censors at certain clubs. Right. Either because they want them to be so wild or right. they don't want that, you know, that, that people are disrobing or maybe because there's, right. you know, drugged out behavior right. or whatever. But they, they, they do that. Right. And a friend of my DJs uh, all over Europe and I said so do they dance he said they don't dance here in DC at the club where he works I said do they dance in Europe when you do these gigs he said yeah I said why is that he said because they they're out in castles outside with really thick walls outside the city so they don't get a cell phone so I said ah if you take away the cell phone they will actually buy each other a drink interact talk dance but honey we I mean they're not going to take away the cell phone we're I know. You said over 50. I loved I loved um life without cell phone. All right. So let's go back. You were born were you born in North Carolina? Wilmington. Oh, very nice. There's a school there. <laughs> University of North Carolina. Is there? I got out soon and oh, grew right. up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga. 
Wow. Where there's also a university. So why? Yeah. Why did you University of Tennessee? Why did you move from North Carolina to Tennessee? Father work. Well, mother? my parents said they wanted to uh, be an eight hours drive from my from their family, who were all in right. Greensboro area. And uh, so that they, the parents could never drop in. Oh, that's and a I said, good you idea. You taught me well, honey. Why do you think I moved to New York? Is a right. three day drive for you to get up here. <laughs> so, gonna... They don't sound so bad. Now, do you have any siblings? Yes, a sister, Jan, in Philly, who I spent the uh, Thanksgiving holiday with. Ah, uh, are they? Are you younger, older? She's three years older. Uh, and always will be. <laughs> that's right. That is. Where does she live? Uh, in a suburb of Philly. Oh, that's family. good. What mm-hmm. suburb? Exton. Oh, I never heard of that. Is that in Pennsylvania? <laughs> well, that's the train stop. I oh, all right. The, the actual all right. So, okay. So, you, were you a good student? I was. Uh, I didn't apply myself like right. I should. Oh, just yeah. Yeah. So she I think doesn't that, apply herself. If she applied herself, she would get straight <laughs> A's. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um. So, what? I'm so fascinated by the South. What was was your like? Did you have a lot of land? Was your neighbor were your neighbors really close? What did your like? Did you go to church? Oh yes, like, oh yes. What kind of church? Um, well, we went to a Congregationalist church. Okay, which means and, what? Well, it's like a little bit more liberal than Methodist. Okay, but my dad actually went to seminary before. No way. And ditched it, and then became a history professor. So, wow, um, he's smart. Yeah. And Wait, seminary like to be a priest? Yeah. Do you think he has a little gay in him? Oh no, 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 no. no. Not, really? not to be a Catholic priest, but now they, uh, now they're Quaker. They converted when I was oh, around. Oh, the Quakers are like, are the so nice. I know. So they're you know cool with gay stuff. Where did and, they meet your parents? Uh, in in high school, in uh, in North Carolina. Do you think they ever cheated on each other? Well, I would never presume to <laughs> air my parents' You're such dirty a lady. laundry You're on such the radio. I just only ask that because <laughs> if you meet someone in high school, like you have to fuck other people. You know what I mean? I don't know about the Ingles. They're still together right. in the house I grew up oh. in. I don't go down there too much because my sister lives in Philly. Oh. The yeah. Ingles don't get wilder. Yeah, yeah, Laura. All right, so you... <laughs> So then, were you popular in high school and everything? Well, you know, I had like the jock friends that lived in my neighborhood. So that was so lucky for me because even though I was a queen, they accepted uh, me. And it was just, like I say, they thought someone gay was a drooling pervert and I was not that. Right. But you asked asked your parents for a Barbie, right? Oh, of course. And And they said, we thought that this might make you gay. We were hesitant to give it to you. And I said... If I wanted it, I think I was already gay. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. you talked to him about it afterwards. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I and I mean, I did ballet and stuff. Right. I mean, they, honey, they, they if they didn't know that I was, I mean, my parents aren't dumb. Right. You know, they, they and they never went through that moment of, oh, what have we done wrong? Right. You know, even though I came out in the late seventies, right. so That's my sister awesome. actually ratted me out, even what though the I had. Fuck is wrong. I had been so quiet about all her sexual right. exploration with Until anybody then. that wanted it. Right? No, I never read her out. What did she? How did she rat you out? I don't even remember. I just remember I was building up to tell them. And then it's like, boom, done. Wow! <laughs> did they freak out? No, I mean you are so lucky. I am. I am very lucky in the parents' department. And when I came to New York, 
I realized, wow, I'm a drag queen. My right. parents don't understand, and I wasn't a successful one, right. you know, at, at all. Right. Um, you know, doing piddly, you know, bar gigs. Right. And not only did my parents accept me, but so I realized that so many of my friends had come to New York because their parents didn't even accept them well, as because, gay. Right. So exactly. mine are mine are like fine with the drag queen. My mother lets me put a wig and false eyelashes, feather Aww. boa, take her out to the uh, to Jackie Sixty when that was going. Aww. And I was like, Mom, this is a uh, trans hooker this is a crap dealer <laughs> this is, is i mean it was just a, did, she, did, she's such a good sport she was a nurse right she was like in a hospital or she uh the, the yes uh-huh. in many hospitals but then she became a nursing home ombudsman where she supervised nursing homes where you know like, like let right. people fall out and break a bone right, and just right, throw right. them back in the or get right, bed right, sores right. or whatever so she she actually went on to become, you know, like supervise seven counties and get an honorary degree in nursing wow. from, uh, I think, LSU. So That's um, great. Yeah. I mean, for someone who was somewhat country from North Carolina, it was kind of a big deal for her. Right. And they wouldn't let her retire because she was so great that anytime they had to train someone, they would haul Lady mm, Becky back out. So, yeah, so she's cute. Yeah, it is cute. She's now, she calls herself the queen mother and is always threatening true. to storm the stage at my shows. That's great. Show everyone who the real talent is with her tambourine, and she oh. also does singing seniors. And uh, I said, you know, oh she said, God. "Oh, the other day, what? So, so, what did you do in your Christmas recital?" Because yeah. <laughs> she, she, they went to Ireland once, right. and she said we did all these Gregorian chants. I was like, "Mom, so boring. You're, the, Ireland is in Europe. Right. I don't think they need to hear a Ch- Chattanooga right. accent." Right. I don't think they. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bluegrass happened. Yeah. I, I I know, but she she said, "Well, we don't take we don't take uh, charge admission, but we have a, a love offering." I said, "Mom, please tell me you're not stripping again because those days <laughs> that ship has sailed." She said, "Oh, uh, well, maybe uh, out of pity, I would make more money if, if I did it." So she and I have a great relationship and kid around and all that. But I've told her what she needs to do. She needs to come up there. Ladies and gentlemen, the singing seniors have the men come out with canes and the women come out with IVs oh, that's on a wheels great idea. and sing Staying Alive. Ah, uh, oh, that's such a great idea. You could direct it. I know, but they want the Gregorian chants. That's so boring. All right. <laughs> hey, everyone. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked to my apartment. What was the first thing I did? is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, 
the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So in high school, you went to a thrift store. Yes. And found the female impersonator's handbook. Yes. Is it a thrift store in Tennessee? In Chattanooga, Tennessee. I do not know where that came from. Now, let's describe you finding that book. Like you're in the thrift store, right? You're just looking around for shit, and then boom. Well, people ask me what my influences are, and of course, I love Barbara Eden and right. Charo oh my God. and Carol. She Channing. was my first crush, Barbara Eden. Wow, so gorgeous. I know, right? But um, the the real thing that was my inspiration was this book because it was in the late '60s. So you know, right. they wore the upper and lower right. false eyelashes and. So it really crafted my look. One of the stars the, the, on the cover of the book is Ricky Renee, mm-hmm. who she moved to Europe decades ago, but she actually had a bit part in Cabaret. Really? Yes. And she was gorgeous. Right. Um, and, you know, just had and like a special. And the fucking dresses. Like, did you see that? <laughs> and, they, and they all sang live back the then. They, did, right. they, did not, they, they had these reviews that would tour around right. called the, uh, the Jewel Box Review. Right. Then there was one on the black uh, Chitlin circuit called the Pearl Box Review, which oh, oddly Pearl enough, Bailey. well, no, no not that, no. not that upscale. But if you remember from Paris is Burning, yeah. the Queen Dorian Corey, right. who mummified her boyfriend, yes. she was actually in the Pearl Box Review. Oh, yeah. very nice. So, and the album it was a double album. This is the, it, it's a it's a collector's item. Right. But they lit one whole album is they invite like a really drunk, possibly homeless guy in there to say things to the queens like, to Dorian, like, right. you're a big, fine, high, yellow heifer. You know what I mean? It's just like the most, <laughs> it's like you cannot even believe that some of these, right, you know, right. and many of our pyramid, you know, things, we would lip sync to stuff like that, not because we couldn't sing or do but because you could not believe that right, anyone right. Had actu- actually, you know, recorded this. Like right. there's one sexual album, and I guess Swingers played this at parties, but there's like an old Irish guy that they used to do the voiceover, and he's trying to turn this woman on, and he's saying, ho, 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 right. darling, when <laughs> I get a hold of your cunt. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, who is I like that. Who is that going to turn on? I mean, he sounds like, you know, I'm going to say coont as much as I possibly can now. Um, you are a coont. <laughs> first, uh, okay, did you go to college? I went to two years, a little bit at uh, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, where my dad taught, and then like a year Did and a half at Georgia free? State. Um, I Both the professors' kids get I, to go for free. That no. I did, I did, but I was studying? such a brat, just general. Uh, I moved to Atlanta, met RuPaul, and I'm the, not and, there yet. 
ahead. Okay. You're fucking skipping ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't really, you know, I mean, there was no, I'd been over to England and seen all the- You went to high school in England, right? For two years, took my A-levels. I didn't say I passed them, but I I did go. Why did did you go to- Because it was a Quaker school and my parents thought that I would become a Quaker. Instead, I became a drag queen, androgynous, wearing all that new wave, Adam Ant, you know, bullshit, you know, all that stuff. I mean, uh, Annie Lennox had a group called The Tourists. Yes. You know, uh, so that was the ska, the specials. That was all the stuff that I was into. So did you live like in a dormitory? Yes. With other, was it all boys? It was all boys, but we had a sister school, and this was the gagger. I lucked out because everyone, there were seven guys in my room. Right. None of them assaulted me. No. Right. um, Every one of them represented, (laughs) like, the best in math, the the principal son, the best in soccer, the best in something. So somehow, I, a queen, was able to get over. And when they had the school dances, because I I love to dance and still DJ and whatever... They literally photoshopped a picture. They didn't photoshop back then, but uh, uh, put a picture of my head on John Travolta's body and put a speech bubble saying, come on, boys, don't miss the dance. So we actually did drag. Drag was common in our uh, senior class because the seniors had privileges over the younger boys that I never abused. But I got everyone that did abuse the younger kids to come out in tutus. And and when we were doing the rehearsal, the guy running the show said do not change a thing so i was destined for the drag it didn't the school did not make me a quaker but it right. did make me a drag queen but I, there was there's no school, there's no class for drag queen now if you're sharing a room with seven is it one room yes spartan like, quite spartan because quakers are frugal but wait, another word what for about, cheap right but what about <laughs> like if you want to jerk off or something good, well good i mean th- th- there's the i mean i was seeing outside men Right. <laughs> Did your boys know Off about the campus, because, honey, I never ask a boy to do a man's job, right. okay? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't interested in their young asses right. anyway. I've right. always liked older men, of course, at my age. Now they're right. dead, so. Oh. <laughs> but were they, like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, they thought Americans were, like, really, like, sexed up. I don't think, right. I think that we had sex at a much younger age than most of the boys at really? the school. I won't say that in England, for uh, for sure. They also thought I was crazy because I washed my hair every day. Really? Oh, that's fun. That's Yeah, hilarious. but we all did, didn't we? All in high school. Not in England. Yeah. That's yeah, con- and that, what that's about con- their teeth? Anyway, I yeah. love you guys. <laughs> uh, all right, so then you quit school. And you go to New York. I go to Atlanta to go to Georgia State. Okay. And uh, there was a kind of hung out on the the new wave punk uh, rock band straight mix scene. Met RuPaul. Uh, We were roommates. You okay? You did you go to a show? Like how'd you meet Ru? Uh, we were go-go dancers for a band called the Now Explosion. Mm -hmm. That was at a time when he and I made the same amount of money. Mm I love him. <laughs> Isn't he the best, though? Yes. He's such a nice guy. So, the first drag show you ever saw, Lip Synca. Is that correct? Oh, no. No, I well, was sneaking uh, in. Excuse me. What the fuck is this note? Uh, first drag well, saw he ever saw. Lip Synca's first farewell performance in 1982. Well, now she is old. So I'm not uh, saying I'm not saying lip sync is not old, right? But no, I'm you know saying what? that Hennessy fucking put. I was sneaking into well, maybe no one knows this, but I was sneaking into gay clubs as early as 13, where 
Was it, Roy was, Moore there? <laughs> no, but uh, the weather in Alabama favors yeah. his election because it may dip into the teens. No way. <laughs> what? Uh, That's a good one. Um, <laughs> I like I like jokes from the internet. Yeah. Um, the. Um, <laughs> Dip into the teens. Uh, like. So I, I snuck in, and you know, between like thirteen and fourteen, I actually met Lady Chablis from Mid. Oh yeah, she was a guest star. No way. Yeah, and and went to her funeral not two years ago. Wow. So um, okay, so you see the drag like when you saw a drag show, were you like, oh my god, this is what I am meant to do? I thought. Because, it, it, you know, my mother, right. I love her, but she's no glamour puss. And these, right. th- where else had I seen in Chattanooga with high heels, you right. know, sequin dresses, right. false eyelashes, huge wigs and stuff. So I fell in love with them. And I think they could immediately tell this is one. Th- this is not a tranny right, chaser. Right, right. This is one of us. Right, this right. Is, you know, this one's going to be one of us. So it was it was just that kind of thing. So where you meet RuPaul in Atlanta. And then what happens from that point on? Well, we became best friends and um, uh, roommates right. and performed together. And then he got a gig in New York, and I was one of the special guests. And I did right. an award-winning lip sync to I Will Survive. You know when there's that little lull in the beginning? Yes. Of the, the, the two-thirds of the way. Yes. And, well, I was so drunk that I fell, lost a shoe, lost a wig, but somehow within that lull, right. slapped the wig back on, got the shoe back on, and finished the number to right. tumultuous applause, and I was a regular at the Pyramid since then. Oh, that is fucking great. <laughs> it was somewhat tragic. I think it might be on video. Oh, that's great. Okay. Find that. Then, what, you know, what? how are you making a living? Dancing on the bar for 50 bucks an hour and living with my sister, uh, on fourth between C and D, she lived here at that time. No way. Uh, with a boyfriend who hated me, and at one point Fuck I was. Him. Well, that He's was a when, fucking asshole. Well, he sure is. But the 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 I remember what the first night that I got paid because yeah. in Atlanta we were always just kind of like you know scenery and we weren't really hard. Right. The first night we got paid. Uh, to do drag the first time I got paid right. I was walking home to fourth between C and D when it was really really rough and wait I was just going to say we have to talk about what it was like yeah you know. well yeah. they did that the, suddenly this guy stepped out with a gun from behind a van and right. said um, you know give me your money and I was like I've just made the first money I've ever made in drag you are not so I literally ran from the no gun way. and did my life was not him? worth $50 no. and it has depreciated considerably <laughs> since then so <laughs> But yeah, I, you I was gave like, him the money. No, I said oh. I ran from the gun. Yeah. I was like, "Go ahead and shoot." You don't did he sh- shoot? No. Were you wearing heels? Not the gun. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> good night, folks. <laughs> so, can we have to explain what Fourth Fourth Street between C and D? What like? It, it was not I red say, velvet. Um, I mean, now wrote. it's like you can't fucking afford it. But it was. I mean, when I remember going down, like St. Mark's Place, you know, hard, like. Lots and old fucking burnt out cars and crack and subway uh, cars covered in graffiti. Oh yeah, and, it was you know. awful and stringent. I remember I was because I just walked to. Um, I had an audition on Forty Fourth Street, and the Improv used to be on Forty Fourth between Eighth and Ninth. And I remember in the eighties when I'd walk there. You remember fuck Times Square in the eighties? Oh, yeah. 
unbel- I mean, it but was. But I would rather see somebody uh, saying coke, meth, yeah. uh, heroin, yeah. whatever, than I would Gucci, Prada, right, or right, whatever. Right, it's right. like, that's our new addiction. Know, Designer right? labels to front <laughs> and make ourselves look like we're I know. You doing can- better than we are. But someone uh, interviewed me for like a club zine a couple right. of years ago and he said so is New York City just turned into a big like Mall. sex in the yeah. city with gr- clueless you yeah. know girls drinking bubble tea on their cell yeah. phone hobbling over the cobblestones in two high heels right. in the meat market I said yes they said well tell me about this shooting that just happened on Christopher City it was about you know maybe oh, three yes. years ago yes. it was right I think it was actually someone that was gay that right. did the shooting but at any rate I said well Killed you know the what gay guy but, yeah. I, but I, I think it was I think it was I think the, 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 it was de- shooting within a gay I, I right. don't remember the details right, right. Gay on gay. I thought it was a hate gay crime, on gay yeah. Yeah. anyway um, I, I I had this awareness at this at that moment because I was like well you know what you can't pine for the for the oh the way New York was and it wasn't so slick and so corporate the fact right. is we don't miss the muggings we're right. older now you know are, are, is it nice to look back at the graffiti you know covered cars yeah, but we're right. essentially safe you know we, we, we romanticize what right. we look yeah, back on also, and is New York slick and corporate and, and somewhat you know dull every city is yeah but the big difference is that I moved here in 1984, I made no money, but I found an apartment. You know, I could live here. A starving artist could live in New York City. Sure. Now, Same thing with me no, in 84. Right, right. So now, no, you can't be a starving artist and move and find an apartment in well, New York. I think some of these club kids who you see out in these incredible yeah. outfits... They're living in Jersey or, 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 right, or right, in, right. in the outer boroughs, right. uh, five, six to a room. Right. Oh, yeah. And what about fucking Brooklyn? Like now you can't even afford Brooklyn. What the fuck is that? Yeah, or Long Island City. That's yeah, turning that's into the new Wall one. Street. Yeah. Is it so, really? Yes. I, got, I got an email from a, a realtor saying Philadelphia, Manhattan's fifth borough. And I was no like, way. oh my God. Not yeah. my, not my sister Sorry. living there. So mm. y- you make your first 50 bucks. You're, you're dancing on a bar. Um, d- d- how long did that go on? It, 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 well, occasionally I would undercut the other girls who maybe couldn't dance as well and do right. it for 40. Right. Um, which was a bag of heroin for the owner. Right. So uh, I became, you know, like a staple. Right. And... Um, through you know, I mean the the the, the organizing Wigstock was a result of being at the pyramid and me thinking these acts like John Kelly as Joni right. Mitchell or right. Lip Synca, these deserve a wider audience. Plus right. there was a band in Tompkins Square Park a band shell in Tompkins Square Park where they would literally just like have heavy metal bands jamming right. those like thirty minute yes, yes, masturbatory yes. guitar right. solos. And I just thought, you know, as someone that had always put on shows in right. my backyard with the neighborhood, I said, I can do better than that. Right. So, you know, that's what started that. Just me wanting to showcase right. the drag of the pyramid because in Atlanta the the drag was was you know very polished pageant drag right. dead on mm. Tina Turner right. Jennifer Holiday Cher right. and Melissa Manchester in the butterfly I just worked with talks. her I just worked with her last night Whoa, I, I love her it. well anyway it was Isn't very, she the best it was I very serious oh, and oh so, Melissa Manchester you know sorry. coming up to yeah to uh, to New York and seeing people impersonate you know. Uh, Maria Callas. I know, or, right. Or, or Janis Joplin. Right. It was like, it just kind of, right. you know, drove was me Janis crazy. Joplin? I don't know if Janis Joplin was Jewish. Or she has a Jewish name. Anyway, uh, okay. So, 
I mean, I, this all brings back such memories for me. Um, so here you are. You're doing all this stuff. Are you making cash? Like, how are you? How are you living? Well, as when you moved here, someone yeah. said my rent is five hundred. Do you want to split it? You know, we slept in the same bed. You know, but two hundred and fifty, um, even dancing for fifty dollars. You know, a couple times. Right. I, I did have a job at a publishing company that my sister worked out uh, worked at um, briefly. Right. I did that too. I worked. I was a typesetter, mm-hmm. um, and I lived with an opera singer. But he would go on the road all the time, so I'd get the whole plate. But he had a cat that would bring in fucking dead pigeons. And I was like, I can't. And he's like, that means the cat likes you. It's bringing you a present. I'm like, no! <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> Norma, well, How no, did they like, taste? No! Uh, oh, gross! <laughs> okay. So here you are. It's the mid-80s. You're dancing. You're, you know, you're in the club scene. You're a club kid. The AIDS crisis hits. The, the, what I remember from this period of time, I mean, I remember thinking, like, first of all, I tried to tell people, like, you, you couldn't hide being gay anymore. Like, you saw so many men walking down the street, emaciated with sore, you know, it, it was such a weird time. But it was also... You're here. You are in your twenties, going, dealing with death. Like, well, you know what I mean. Dealing with going. Oh, these are my friends, and they're gonna die. You know, well, and they died very quickly yes. back then. They didn't hang they on, didn't and, have, and it yeah. was never the ones you wanted to go. Right. Ah! Woo! <laughs> yeah. Um, it. Well, you know, I mean, listen. That I made it out of there alive. I mean, the three high risk groups right. are uh, black and Latino men, the only men I sleep right. with. IV drug users. East Village is the number right. one IV drug right. user thing. Was as you said, syringes on the floor yeah. and uh, gays. Well, right. I'm all three. So for me to right. not get it, you know, is like right. a miracle. You're so, did you get tested all the time? No, because I'm a hypochondriac nurse's mama's oh, boy. Oh, right, right, right. So I was too scared to get tested what? until I took a Valium or something and was in it. Because in New York, they actually, they, they may not take your name, but right. they, they record if you are positive. Right. And I'm a hypochondriac. So, of right. course, every blemish was a lesion. Right. Every cold was pneumonia. Right. You know, and so I was, you know, like, like a freak, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, my mom, bless her heart, would send me articles like, you know, cat AIDS, feline AIDS. Oh, yeah, remember the sim- feline? Si- the symptoms of AIDS or doctors question the safety of herbal teas. And right. at that point I said, Mom, I know that you love me, but right. you, I don't need to be any more scared than I am. Right. So I finally got the test in LA where they were collecting, the, the reason they were doing the free testing that was, that it was anonymous, I didn't get it until I was 40. But right. I mean, you know, my mom, of course, you know, doctors always want you to get it. But Did I you said, always wonder like of up course until that but I, time, yeah. I said to the doctor you monitor my white blood cells if i'm not having night sweats or you know diarrhea that doesn't go away or if i'm having lesions right then we will you know have the 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 test but i knew that if i got the test and i was positive i would worry myself right. into the grave uh within a week right so right. i waited until i was like 40 popped a valium and uh the the, the went in and got the test with a friend who was hiv positive right. and and it was it was it, i mean the odd thing is that being negative is actually a huge responsibility right because you, you know you, you're not thinking i mean listen they dispute this but donna summer said something like you know um 
gay people deserve AIDS and there was a big blip right. uh, you know, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or God is... I th- don't th- dispute th- it. This is not uncommon. So listen, we're talking about the South and how I had it so great and was on student council, whatever. Right. Listen, those messages from your church or right, other family right, members, right. that's a deep-seated shame. Right. So... Some that can translate and to also, I deserve this. You're a fucking right. fag. You're gonna right, get it. Right. You're a whore. I this mean, but listen, nobody you. made yeah. me. A, nobody made me a, 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 a slut except myself. I chose right. to act on sexual urges. Of course, it's hideous that something as natural as sex would be right. blighted by a fatal, and it was fatal then disease. Right. But um, it was. Uh, it, kn- knowing that I'm positive, actually, I mean that I'm negative, actually. Is a, is a huge burden to, to. This is another. This is another like issue with the millennials who think like I when I work in theater or something and I these young gay I'm like wear a condom, wear a condom, wear a condom, and th- that here's another thing where they're thinking, oh, oh, you know, I'm not going to get it, or it's just a, it's just a, it's like a, having the flu, like. Well, they, they they think that they're not going to get it, right. and if they do, it's not such a big deal because right, it's right, not right. a death sentence right. anymore. Right. But then they're also taking prep, which is kind of like a it reduces your viral load to where even if you don't have it, uh, even if you do have HIV, it would not be transmitted if you have condomless right. sex because it makes your viral load so low. But honey, just like you know, it's a cold sore. Right. I don't trust any right, man. Right. I don't believe any man. I made it through all that thing by putting right. a condom on every, you know, dick that, right. that, that was was there. So I don't know. I mean, a condom is a lot cheaper than prep. I mean, right. I just I just would not trust. What, you miss a day? Is it like birth control? Yeah, well, exactly. you miss a day and, oh, well, oops, I guess I was transmissible right. on that day. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm, I'm not. That's, it's unbelievable how far they came. I mean, condoms break, you know, right. occasionally, but. Yeah, I don't trust anyone either. Uh, what? I, I, I was just going to ask about um, you feeling a burden from not being positive. Is that a survivor's guilt type of thing? Because you did go through war like during that time. It, it's, it's not so much a survivor's guilt. You know, someone said something to me from my Atlanta days when AIDS first hit. They said, don't be a statistic. Right. Now, I do not know what in my brain that appealed to but that sunk in and i said don't get this you know right, so absolutely. I, 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 just like one of those weird things that just stuck in your head so i don't think it was survivor's guilt but it was like okay now that i i've assumed that i i, I am uh hiv positive until mid 40s right i mean you that's know? unbelievable that you thought that the whole fucking time well my mother's a nurse so she was right. saying if your white blood cells are, are then there's an infection right. you need to you know check that out and they weren't so right. mm-hmm. you know um so who was wow. the I, <laughs> who was the first person either you know who succumbed in your life like who was the one where you went oh my god this is hitting home an artist named Tom Rubinitz ding uh who put um and Magnuson and uh, uh, me and RuPaul and others in his little experimental shorts, some of mm-hmm. which have become, there's one called Pickle Surprise, right. which is a cooking short. And it's so, you know, trippy that it's actually, there's like little, it's become a viral right. hit. And there's young, you know, people like impersonating us doing their own oh my version God, of it. I it's love so, that. So 
I'm saying, but you know what? I was so scared of right. AIDS back then that I did not go and visit my dear friend Tom. He always had a. Um, he always. He, whether I was supporting me putting on wig stock or, right. or just me as a solo performer, he always you know, made me feel that as someone older that he recognized something in me. And because he was so skeletal and so emaciated and because I was so afraid that I probably had it, I didn't visit him as much as I could. And that's something you can never take right. back. So, Yeah, I remember the um, Tony who ran Catch Rising Star Comedy Club. He he got. I just I remember when you go to the hospital and they it was like you were quarantined, you know. But I remember thinking I had read that you can't. I knew you can't get it from like saliva or whatever, you know. Right. And I I remember always wanting like holding hands, you know. I felt like that was the most important. It was just a fucking horrible time, you know. It. it, it well, and, I mean, you know, the other thing and, and the thing that I was so you know careful about is they would say. You know, you can't get it through saliva, but if there is if a there's cut, a blood, if, if there's you... a cut in your mouth, and has it, am I the only person that's ever flossed my teeth until no, they're bleeding? No, that's what I'm, I have. So I, yeah, that, that's my what... friends we were in a relationship, and one one was positive, and one was negative, and like they could not make out if one flossed, if mm. the one flossed. Or I mean, yeah, listen, the there's a, one. I don't mean I don't know if it causes blood, but. There, me being a hypochondriac, I was uh-huh. like, well, you know, when you eat a, the crust of a piece of pizza, it right. abrates the delicate right. skin on your mouth. I was like, is that going to be the yeah, right. you way? Have, like, Don't lips. suck a dick today. Yeah. yeah, which I do now. Um, after Bed Bath and Beyond sold me another humidifier that doesn't work, is after that true? Two weeks, twenty percent off though. Didn't you get twenty percent off? You got? Are you fucking kidding me? You don't know about the Bed Bath and Beyond twenty percent off? No. Okay, funny. <laughs> Every. <laughs> Fucking, there's. But I don't want to patronize them because for the past three years they've sold me a, a humidifier that stopped working. Well, kind of Amazon. After two th- expensive. Get it on Amazon. Expensive. That's not the name of the it brand. It doesn't matter buddy. where you get it, it if it doesn't matter. work. Yes, but you can look at reviews. I'm going to go to a hardware store and get one of those cheap ass ones because the, the, the. You know what? You can put a fucking uh, pan of water in your room and it'll do the same fucking thing. Mm, Amazon. <laughs> Check out there. I got a good one on Amazon. Sorry, okay. I used to get so sick with the humidifier because if you don't clean it every fucking five minutes, it just puts germs all over your room. All right. Anyway, fuck. Who cares? All right. Um, we before we go, uh, we, I heard we have some new Christmas tracks. Yes, from my Christmas show at Stonewall called Christmas Leftovers. I went to. Do you know John Roberts who does the voice of Linda on Bob's Burgers? Yes, yes, well, yes. He, he used to do crazy shows right. in the East Village, and I went to one at Joe's Pub recently. I said I've got to do a Christmas show. Most of the dates are after Christmas, which is why it's oh, when a Christmas Leftovers. The twenty second through the thirtieth at Stonewall. Oh, that's awesome! And it's just a, some. Oh, twisted. maybe I'll stop in. You are more than welcome. Uh, um, as my guest. I'm at. Uh, when is this? Air? Airing. Who knows? This, um, this is airing in three weeks, so it'll Why be. Three it, there weeks? will be a couple. Well, two weeks no. actually. Yamanika next week, and then Bunny the right. week after. So two weeks. So, so I'll people be, will hear. Yeah. You know, people will be able to. You'll be able to grab if you're in New York or around New York. Yeah. You'll be able you to can, grab you the can, last Well, you know, the nights. show may be extended because it's like like my ass. I, yeah. yeah <laughs> and my too, Mine's honey. Ex- and my stomach. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. my nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my chin. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
I uh, I can walk to work at Stonewall, and oh. I did a show there that lasted for like a year and a half, and I really you know miss it. And I don't you know when when you go on the road, you do like your standard right. bits. And my last show at, at Stonewall was kind of a not I mean it was comedy, but it was it was it was raunchy comedy, right. but it was there was a message in it about political correctness. Right. Um, but this show is more like do the fun stuff that they oh, like okay. out in the boonies and just go out there and hit it, girl. Throw a wig on your head and just give it. You you guys better go. It's at Stonewall, <laughs> the 20, uh, 22nd through the, the 30th on brown paper tickets at 7 p.m. Um, also, no one loves Christmas more than the Jews. Since we wrote <laughs> all of the fucking Christmas That's songs. That's true. Um, also, um, uh, Bunny has uh, DJing 6 to 10 at the Monster every Sunday night. So check that out. I want to go. I'm going. We're Not going. the last Sunday. That's Robin Bird's night. Not really? Yeah, she hosted on the last wow, Sunday. Wow, I love that. I love her. Um, so are we gonna be? Are we gonna play some tracks? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> this one is called. Oh, d- don't go by the name because I think they'll hear. They'll know all what right. it is when they hear it. They're all parody. Great. <laughs> That's oh, great. isn't it great? It's minimal. I have such a good song. It's minimal. It's minimal. Spies of Soviet are Kushner, Flynn, and George Manafort. We're colluding with Vladimir Putin to make Trump America's czar. Okay, that's I love that's that. One. Silly Manafort. This is I love one, that. This is my favorite. Christmas, I met Santa Claus. Santa whipped his cock out. It hung to his thigh. Opened my mouth and when I started to cry, Santa Claus just came in my mouth. I love that He'll screw you when you're sleeping and he won't even use grease. Then suddenly it dawned on me, is Santa Claus Harvey Weinstein? Give me the bell. Give me the bell. Yes. Yes. You're a mean one, Mr. Trump. Your heart is full of holes. Your hair's a weird contraption full of gray and orange streaks, Mr. Trump. You're one of the wealthiest people on the planet, and your hair looks like Stevie Wonder is your barber. If Stevie Wonder were an alcoholic, with arthritis and Parkinson's disease. You're a racist, Mr. Trump. You're the king of bigotry. And the folks who think you're classy use their sleeves to blow their nose, Mr. Trump. Don't you dare mess with the Latinos. Because when you mess with the Latinos, when you mess with the Latinos, you're messing with my asshole, motherfucker. Don't forget to tune in next week for part two on Kill Me Now.